Can you hear it or no? I can never hear it, man. Never hear it? I can never hear it. That's Ah, that's a damn shame. It's up all It's Young the Giant, My Body. It's a great song. Go check it out sometime. Ha happy Passover to all my Jewish friends out there, including myself and to my colleague, uh, Ross. Happy Passover. It's Arab Passover, the first night of Passover. And uh, uh, we will be having a small gathering here at the Levin household. It'll just be my mom, myself, and my sister, Lisa, and her two kids. But I want to wish you a happy Passover, Ross. Thanks. Uh, happy Passover to you and to all the Jews out there celebrating and happy Easter to all the Coming people that are celebrating Sunday. this weekend. That's very exciting. It's exciting when the holidays collide like this and it's Masters weekend and right. it's uh, Phillies uh, open up their home openers this week. So it's a very it's tomorrow, right? exciting Tomorrow time. is the home opener, right? I think it's tomorrow. Yeah. So... And it's exciting time here in the, in, in, uh, the Philly sports world. Sixers looked great last night. Eagles <laughs> for the draft. Yeah. They almost gave it away. I know. It was I know. I know. That's why when you said they looked great, they did look great. They went on a 15-3 run at the end of the game. It was just the madness of it all. What happened towards the end of that game just drove me crazy. But yep. it, I saw this great sign today for Joel Embiid. Up in the, I was up in Philly driving Uber. It said MVP'd, you know, like MVP yeah. Yeah. Uh, ID. So, you know, the thought is there that, you know, that Joel Embiid has sewn it up with 52 points last night. He, uh, for In a game where the Sixers, you know, needed to win this game, I, I know that in the long run it probably won't matter going towards the playoffs, but they had lost three of four against the Celtics this year that they had lost all three of their previous meetings and then finally won the fourth meeting and Joel Embiid put up 52 points last night. Yeah. And he shot, he only missed like nine shots. I think last night he, uh, he was outstanding and it is sound, seems like it's universal from players. Jimmy Butler came out and said he deserves the MVP and several players have come out and said that, that this guy's the MVP right now. Uh, Jimmy is the latest and then they go to Miami and they play the heat tomorrow and then they come to Atlanta and we are going to that game now unfortunately um so it's my it'll be my kids first basketball game my son's first ever live sporting right. event um which is pretty cool now unfortunately it does look like uh the Sixers will be resting on because the back sec back half of a back to back against Miami, so I'm guessing they're going to be resting Embiid and Harden. And Harden, Maxi and Harris should play, and really need to sort of step up, anyways. So I'm curious to see what they look like in that game. And will Trey Young be playing? So if Trey Young's not playing in that game, maybe they won't need Embiid and Harden in that game. Yeah, it just stinks though. Like you know, this whole load management, and and I I I it's as a fan. You know, you're going to a game, you're taking yeah. your, your kids for the first time. Uh, nobody gives a shit that what, what I'm doing. But, you know, just selfishly, yeah. it's disappointing not to be able to see Joel Embiid uh, out there. And, uh, you know, because we watch him on TV quite a bit. But it is what it is. And, uh, you know, still excited to go to the game. And live hoops is always fun to enjoy. And live sporting events are always fun to enjoy. So yeah. 
Um, how are you feeling about the Sixers? I mean, look, they are what two games back of second back. against Boston. Yeah, they're fifty-two and twenty-seven. So uh, I don't know. Do they do they go out and go down to Miami and win that game or what? No, I guess Miami's home, right? Miami's a home game. Yeah, Miami's home on Thursday. And that's a TNT game. That's a nationally televised game. And then the Atlanta game, I guess, would be on Friday. And then yeah. they finish up in Brooklyn on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So um, I'd like to see them maybe at least win one more of these games to, to get the 53 and 29. I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to ask. I hope that they play everybody on Thursday. I can't think they're not going to play everyone on Thursday. If yeah, Thursday's the last game that they play. Yeah, the, it's the final home game, right? Because they play in Brooklyn on Sunday, I think. And I have a feeling they're probably going to do the same thing that they do in Atlanta and Brooklyn. They're going to rest. They might even rest Maxie and Harris, too, on Sunday. And just It'll go. It'll be the Dwayne Dedman show. The Dwayne Dedman show. Paul Reed will be getting 20, 30 touches in that game. And, uh you know, yeah. you might be seeing a lot of DeAnthony Melton, a lot of Shake Milton, the return of Jaden Springer, Springer starting. Yeah. Springer starting. Maybe we'll go game. with the Twin Towers of Dwayne Dedman and Paul Reed uh, out there and, and show them a little something, something. Um, I'd like to see, I mean, obviously any chance you get to see P.J. Tucker put up 11 points in a game when, I guess, in the end of that game, hit three, was it three three-pointers in a row there? And I mean, he drained them. We were watching it and it was just like butter. And he was feeling it and feeling himself. And that was like just a classic. And it's crazy because the Celtics, obviously, right, they didn't have Jalen Brown. But right. it felt like that classic, like Sixers, Celtics hatred. And it also felt like the Sixers, like, are they going to actually blow this and and get swept by the Celtics for the season series? Because at the end, man, it was not looking good at all. And obviously, I mean, this is coming off a game, and we hadn't been on last week for a variety of reasons, but they had a Sunday night game against Milwaukee in which they looked awful, played yeah. no defense whatsoever. I believe that was another nationally televised game too, right? That was on ESPN on Sunday night. The weird, weird time. Could have been. I missed, I did not see that game. I, well, no, I don't think it was nationally televised because the ESPN game was the no, baseball. It was baseball. Yeah. So I was actually going back and forth on Sunday night for uh, Phillies, um, Phillies Rangers and uh, Sixers uh, Bucks. And the Sixers just did not look good. It was a weird time for a basketball game, a Sunday night at eight. But I, yeah. I guess it had something to do with the end of the season. And then I guess this weekend's it for the season and then they'll be doing these play in playoff games, which I still am not the biggest fan of, but um, I know that's what the league feels is best. And then we will probably be starting, I guess the playoff series will be starting next weekend. Um, and uh, the Sixers are pretty much locked in at the three seed, which means they would be playing. Um, are the Knicks the sixth seed right now or um, I'm not sure. And then that was my question. I mean, are they locked in as the three? They're two games back of Boston. Yeah. Well, uh, Boston hasn't been playing great down the stretch here. So, um, uh, you know, who knows? They, they, it's hard to say, uh, you know, the, 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 
Sixers certainly have a road to climb, and they need some some good. They work. would have to win all three games because Boston's got a two game lead, right? And uh, right. if there was a tiebreaker, obviously Boston right. has the tiebreaker. So correct. Um, correct. I, I I don't know if it really matters. The I guess Game Seven would matter, um, considering the Sixers couldn't win one in Boston this year, and and you know from what I understand, the Celtics are a pretty good road record team too. So they don't seem to hesitate going into places. They got Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench. Derek White had a good game last night. I mean, they just seem so fundamentally sound, the Celtics, with Brown and, and Jason Tatum, that I, I, I you know, we're, I'm not going to worry about the Celtics till we get to the second round of the playoffs, which is if the Sixers get out of the first round, let's get there and see what happens. But I know there's something in the pit of my stomach that, that makes me doubt the Sixers right now getting past the Celtics. They seem to own us. I don't know what it is. Well, they're a better team than us. I mean, I think they have probably – I I think they're better coached than us. I think they – I don't know. I mean, like, Tatum and Embiid, right? Like, I mean, both – But we don't have anyone who's as good at Jalen Brown. He's, what, 25 years old or 26. I mean, Harden is – on the other side of 30. So our second best player is not as good as their second best player. Right. And you, you, you really need to get something from Maxi and Harden in that and Harris in that series. If it happens, if these two teams play, Hey, maybe Boston gets knocked out in the first round. I know that's not going to happen, but right. um, I can't wait uh, for NBA basketball. This is sort of, uh, I love this time of year. It takes my mind off a lot of things, too. Um, so this is a great time of year, NBA basketball and the playoffs. And it's getting more interesting. I know the Lakers have been doing better. I know we're we're primarily a Sixers team. You're wearing the hat today, which is great. Uh, I love that hat. Um, I think the East is actually the better of the two conferences this year, which is I when did too. that ever happen? Yeah, I do, too. Um the Sixers, you had asked this. <laughs> God bless you. Sixers would play the New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets, the New Jersey okay. Nets, um, in the first round if, if things ended as they are. <laughs> but the Nets and the Heat are, God bless you. Uh, Six and seven, I think, right now, right? Yes, and there's only one game separating them. So I would much rather play the Nets than the Heat myself. But um, Even though Mikhail Bridges is like, you know, I hate to say Mikhail Bridges because that's one that hurts. The one that got away, man. I've been saying the one that got away. The girl that got away, Mikhail Bridges. That's uh, right. Collectively, some of the worst trades that the Sixers have ever made. That that Mikhail Bridges has to rate up there. Not not quite as bad as a Brad Darty deal, but certainly uh, for the or the Jeff Roland deal that same that same draft for the return that the Sixers got for. Um, you know, Mikhail are, we, are we boring you on this podcast today? No, no, no. I mean, it's just they didn't get that much for Mikhail Bridges. And that was basically, if you remember, remember who they got. Uh, no, I don't. He was a Texas Tech guy. Uh, a six not in- power forward by the name of Zaire Smith. Zaire Smith, Zaire. who I think is Zaire. probably. Zaire. probably Zaire. That's what Brett used to say. And they got a number one pick out of it, too. So, And then they ended up trading that number one pick to get Tobias, I think, right? So- No, this was post-Tobias. They used that number one pick to get- 
I thought I thought it was at Miami number one. It was in another. It was in some other deal. Oh, I think they traded that. That was uh in the pick to get um Harden. Oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah. I like James. You know, I think we all like James. The strippers yeah. definitely like James in the Philadelphia, Jersey area, and I'm sure uh, when he when he plays in Atlanta, he'll be returning to his haunts. Uh, you remember the I names of those places? I don't know what the club of choice is that he goes to in Atlanta. I'm sure you do. Well, I don't know that that there's the Cheetah Club, I know that, there's the Pink Pony, of course. Where then, does he get his wings? There was the whole incident where he had to get his wings during COVID in Atlanta. No, no, no. That was that was um, Orlando. Yeah, he was the Magic City Wings. Oh, the Magic City Magic Wings. City. Yeah, they're legendary. That was the name of my fantasy basketball team. Yeah, the Orlando Magic, Magic City Wings. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. yeah. So Sixers talk. Let's wrap up Sixers uh, here. So are you feeling, final question before we move on to the fills is, are you feeling any more confident, any less confident, or about in the same place? About the same. I got to be honest. I, they are a third seed. They just seem like a third seed. Mm -hmm. They yeah. just don't seem like they're better than the Celtics or the Bucks, And that's sort of concerning to me after, you know, we sort of thought that way at the beginning of the season, right? And, you know, it sort of feels like April 5th, that's the same place we're at. And that's yeah. what? Oh, that's almost like six months later that they're in right. the same place. Yeah. And when the Celtics made all those moves in the offseason, if you remember, they got Brogdon, they added um um who's the uh is it Patty Mills? Who's the guy? Um oh, I'm totally blanking. Patty's Patty? with the Nets still. Not Pat, yeah. It's the guy he had the headband on. He played for the, the Spurs. He had the headband. Oh, oh um, help! I, I'm totally blank. And he hasn't him. played at all. He's had injury problems. So, you know. but they got him in the offseason. He start. He 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 was contributing last night. So I mean, you have these guys. Um, and he had been on the Hawks before. The, the Italian Danilo Danilo. No, 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 that guy, the the, the black Gallinari. guy, the Gallinari. But Gallinari never played. He, he was right. Good. I think that was just a, a move. For cap, I don't know. Did he? I can't remember if he got hurt. He got injured. He got Gallinari got injured, but he should be but, back next year. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, like you know, they're 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 a pretty loaded squad. Um, Al Horford still, you know, contributing. Yeah. So they're you know they're draft picks. They find these like diamonds in a rough in the rough kind of guys. Um, Marcus and, still has the green hair, you know. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. Okay, it looks good. It's Derek White. That was the guy. Derek who, White, and he, yeah. but that was a move last year, and he's. I mean, he's really paid off well yeah. from the, that Spurs deal. So, I mean, the Sixers have got their work cut out for them, and I have a feeling they're going to be playing the Celtics in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, they they could very well be. And the thing is, I think this is what it comes down to, really, is that the Sixers have to play their absolute almost mistake-free basketball to beat the Celtics in a seven-game series. And I think the Celtics just need to be really good. I don't think they need yeah. to be perfect. And that's the difference. And so – And the coaching. Uh, it seems like our guy might get out coached by a rookie coach. Yep. I don't and know that's... where the Celtics, how they find these guys. It's like the ghost of Red Auerbach is, is uh, helping identify these guys. But they uh, 
they find these coaches. It's, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. Um, well, let's talk about speaking of unbelievable, the Phillies got off to an 0 and 4 start, which I don't think any of us saw. Yeah. Got, got swept in, got swept in Arlington, which I don't think most of us expected. And then came back last, yesterday and beat the Yankees. I think it was what 4 1, but, um, and I, I don't know, is today an afternoon game today? Yes. Uh, it's underway already. So, um, well, let's, let's take a step back. Uh, um, okay. you know, I remember, I guess maybe two years ago, we were so nervous or we were so excited about the good start that they had. And then they ended up not making the playoffs last year. You know, I mean, wasn't the greatest auspicious starts to the beginning of the season. They of course fired, um, fired their manager, Joe mm-hmm. Girardi. Um, should we make too much out of this or is this just the beginning of April and it's a 162 game season and it's obviously not what you want to see losing three to the Rangers and at least one to the Yankees and then we'll see what happens today and then who do they have tomorrow for the home opener oh my gosh I don't know we should know that shouldn't we we should know that but I'm going to say it's the Cincinnati Reds. You want to it is the Cincinnati Reds because that that seems really specific and and that's no, that was, yes, dude. Was that is it really the Reds? Let me just double check. Um, They're right. on live TV. They so. are playing the Reds tomorrow in a 305 Passover battle. That's uh, right, and they're in a Passover battle right now too, a pre-Passover battle. So with the Yankees. Here's the thing. This is what is, a you know, are, are there reasons for concern? It is 162 game season. There's not reasons for concern yet for me. Um, certainly. Can I just say, can I just say, this is, uh, so they, they play tomorrow at 305. Then they take off Friday again. Well, because it's and, Shabbat. No, they play on Shabbat. They have um, a 405 game on Saturday and then a 105. So there's actually not one game in this series that starts later than 405. So they're all early games. This yep. Week. So, and you asked if I was concerned. So I was, I was in the middle of answering that. I, you know, I would look at what I'm concerned about are things like giving Aaron Nola a five run lead and he blows it and he implodes. And then Zach Wheeler, uh, you know, not looking his most effective in Texas. Now, again, one game, it's a long season. I'm playing fantasy baseball for the first time. So I'm, I'm learning to be a little more patient with things um, related to baseball. And I think, but these are things that you want to look out for. You know, I, I, I mentioned last on our last podcast that I wanted to keep an eye on Wheeler because he did wear down towards the end of the year and, 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 you know, he has a lot of a lot of tread on that tire and he's been excellent for so long. Um, but, you know, baseball has been weird. It's been a weird start to the season as far as pitching. Starting pitching hasn't been great across the league. So, you know, let's see where these guys are. You know, they're coming home. Um, you know, it was definitely a, a unique offseason in that they played so late. And then they had the World Baseball Classic. Right. So um, it does look like Trey Turner is is really fit in nicely, which has been great. Um, you know, uh, Marsh has been a little bit on the cold side. I think Bohm's hit well. Um, good to see Bailey falter. And then, uh, last night, Strom threw, it looks like he throws his ass off every single pitch. I love watching him pitch. And then I, I literally went from Kimbrel 
who gave up a home run and then gave up a long fly ball that Castellanos caught. And I was just like, I can't stomach this. And I watched the end, but it was very nerve wracking because he, he had two guys on and the tying run was at the plate and, and Kimbrell got out of it. Um, so I went from that to the complete unraveling of the Sixers at the end. And I sent a text to a buddy and I was like, I don't even know. I sent a text after Kimbrell and I said, I can't, I don't know that I'm going to be able to handle, handle Kimbrell for the rest of the season. And then I watched the end of the Celtics and I said, I don't know that I'm going to be able to, you know, I don't know that I'm going to be alive tomorrow morning after all of this. Like, hard <laughs> right. take all this. It was just a lot. So I, and, and Sir Anthony got rocked. I mean, there's a lot of like weird things happening. Certainly you don't have Ranger Suarez who's uh, rehabbing his way back from that forearm strain. He suffered in the world baseball classic. Um, and then you're without uh, Andrew Painter, which, you know, who knows what, what he's going to be able to give you. The loss of Reese obviously uh, still looms. And then Bryce is, is still out too. So, you know, you're, you're, but even still with all those guys out, you still have a team of Schwarber, Trey, JT, Castellanos. I mean, these guys, and if you want to throw Bowman there, that's fine too. These guys should be able to produce runs and produce hits at, at a higher clip. So, um, and the pitching isn't that bad. I mean, it's it's about comparable to other teams pitching. Yeah. yeah. So you would think that at some point, and I'll tell you, Derek Hall got the last out last night. Yes, he did. I so, saw that. I mean, I did see that. He uh, caught that so, ball with no issue, thank God. Yeah. So that was nice. Um, the Phillies look like, you know, it, they do have gotten off to slow starts recently, the last couple of years. And Maybe they can go on. I mean, in baseball, that does happen when a team goes on a streak of winning 10 in games in a row or something and has that, you know, summer, you know, summer run. I think, what was it last year? Was it July? Uh, when they, yeah, it was right after they, they fired Girardi. And, and so, I mean, it was actually earlier than that. It was in June, probably. So, um, you know, so, I mean, I want you to continue to hope. I mean, it's only... Uh, it is only April 5th. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no reason to, to, you know, to write the season off. I mean, that's foolhardy at this point, you know, um, you're right. The Phillies got hot in the back half of the season. I think they just have to do enough and I just want to see them be competitive. And, and again, I would be more concerned. I think if, um, or I, I'd be, I'm concerned just about our aces. That's that's where I am. I'm I'm not concerned with Walker. Funny enough, I'm not I like Falter. I think those guys are what they are. I think Walker is a very good. Um, I think he's an excellent number four. Uh, I think Ranger Suarez will come back, but I am worried about your one and two guys. Like they have to be your horses and they have to be strong. And I think Aaron Nola. I just don't understand. You know, I know he he strikes out a ton of guys, but it seems like Aaron Nola is such a Jekyll and Hyde pitcher. And, um, you know, I know uh, negotiations broke down with him over the offseason. The Phillies expressed a desire to re-sign him to a long-term contract, and he expects a desire to stay in Philadelphia. But I I, I don't know, man. I, I Like Aaron Nola, he, he doesn't inspire a ton of confidence in me. I think he makes for a fine number two, uh, but, but he's so up and down. And so that, I think that puts even more pressure on Wheeler to perform as an ace as he has done. Right. And, but remember the thing with Wheeler is, and you mentioned it during the playoff run was he seemed to be wearing down a little bit. 
towards right. the end of the year. So we right. do have to be cautious with him and Nola, and hopefully the back end of that, uh, you know, starting rotation pulls its weight a little bit. Right. Suarez. And Taiwan, is it Taiwan Walker? Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker. I keep yeah. wanting to say Taiwan. And um, yeah. And and Bailey Walker is the other. And Walter, yeah. And, and if they bring the kid up, if they bring up Andrew Painter, he, he's kind a, of like another that's a six guy. man. I mean, yeah. and, but let's be honest, but you're starting pitching, you're going to have injuries during the season anyway. So Painter probably will get a look at some point just because I would be very shocked if their starting five stayed healthy the whole season. It just absolutely doesn't work right. like that in baseball. You're absolutely right. And uh, we'll see what happens here. It's it's I, I like the fact that I, it does seem like we have strengthened the back half of our rotation. Remember last year, and our bullpen. I mean, remember we had Familia in that on that team. Did we yeah. have like Matt Matt Morgan or some, Matt? We had Robert. Team? We had Robertson too. Yeah, Dave Robertson. But then no, our starters last year were like, uh, man, I can't remember. But it was it was rough, man. We had we had some rough starters that that like got released at the end of the year. Um, that was the year before, I think. Oh, was it? That was the year before these guys that like would put up start with a six run <laughs> our yeah. four our I, I think it was our fourth and fifth pitchers and and I, I think the issue was Eflin was never you know Nef, Eflin was never like you know we could never count on him as the third starter and yeah yeah he pitched quite well for his uh Rays debut uh, when was that day. when was that was he, uh, he wasn't their opening day starter though was he no but you know who was the Orioles opening day starter are you ready for this who Take one guess. Uh, I I have no idea. It's a former Gibson was the opening day starter for Kyle the Gibson. Orioles. No, that, that speaks volumes about the state of the Baltimore Orioles. Although the Baltimore Orioles almost made the playoffs last year. They're a young uh, team, man. They're up and coming. Yeah. And actually, I think of these two divisions, I think the AL East and the NL East happen to be your two best divisions in baseball. Uh, do you? So, yeah, I do. I do. I, th I think it's the uh, NL East and the NL West. Uh, okay. Those to me, I think, are the best. Well, besides but... your two top teams there, I guess you got the Padres and the and the Dodgers. I mean, I don't know. The Giants are up there. and, and, and Giants are okay. And I think Arizona the, and Colorado the are, are on the are getting better. The Diamondbacks. D-backs are getting better. Okay. Okay. They could be a surprise team this year. I'm um, sure the fans of Phoenix will be happy. <laughs> all our fans out there, Steve Rose and, and family if they listen to this one. Um, yeah. So that's, that's baseball. A couple, any thoughts on like the uh, pitch clock or the, the bases? Or... I think, I think when you can get a game comfortably in between two and a half hours and three hours and not go drag on, I think that's a great thing. Me too. Um, I, I, I think people are happier with the bases. I think, uh, although I'm not, you know, the biggest fan of getting rid of the switch, I, I'm assuming you are. And, love the uh, switch. I love getting rid of the switch. Yeah. Love getting rid of the switch. That. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, I'm hoping baseball starts off well. I know ESPN got like lambasted for their coverage on Sunday night, that it was just an awful presentation and it's not really like baseball anymore. And so I was reading that somewhere that, you know, ESPN has ceased to be a sports network. And because Sunday night baseball was 
used to be focused on baseball and now they'll bring in like celebrities from other sports or entertainment venues. And, and so, you know, that was, that was on, but it was nice to see that the Phillies would be on the first Sunday night game of the year though. Well, we are the defending NL champions. But you could have had the Astros. So that was, that was nice. Right. Well, Astros, they were on, I think Thursday night, opening night. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess they got the rings on opening night. So, but, but, uh, but, you know, it's interesting because the, the, I don't know if you noticed this, but the baseball game. So you had the normal announcers who was a Carl, Carl Ravitch on ESPN. Um, I think calls the games, but, but maybe not. Uh, and then on, A-Rod is on ESPN. A-Rod too. has his own like little Manning cast thing. And that's where they bring in the celebrities and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that so much, but I didn't watch it to be honest with you, but I did watch the regular coverage on ESPN. And right. then I'm going to tell you something. I, I, yesterday I, I, I settled in and I chose to watch the Phillies over the Sixers, believe it or not. And Oh really? That's, that's interesting. I know. And I settled into TBS. Um, I know going back and forth over commercials, but I settled in and get, guess who was calling the game? Cause we didn't have that game. It was blacked out up here. Okay. Bob Costas and I settled in and I said, "What a treat it is to have this this game called by Bob Costas." He's and now it, doing the TBS Tuesday night of the game, I guess Tuesday yeah, night of the it week. It was him and uh, who's the guy? Why am I totally blank? Is it Ron Darling? I think he and Ron Darling were doing it. Ron Darling is is great. I mean, yeah. regardless of how you feel about the Mets, Ron Darling is a stud announcer. And I still think he does Mets games for S and Y. So with Hernandez. So, yeah. And I want to say too, it's like, you know, a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, like with Jim Nance stepping away, I'm going to miss Jim Nance. I know there were, you know, like people are like, Oh, he over dramatizes and all this stuff. Like to me, there are classic voices that, you know, elicit memories for me about sports and Jim Nance is one of them. Vern Lundquist is another one. And Bob Costas, when I sat down last night, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, people hate on Bob Costas, but I was like, he has called so many memorable games for me. You know, now, is this official Jim Nance is retiring for good? Just no more. I don't know if it's just from, from basketball or from sports altogether, but uh, I don't know if he's, I, I'm, I'm sure this is probably going to be his last masters. I bet. Um, That's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe he isn't going to be done, but I know he's done with college basketball. So I thought about that. And then I thought about I was listening to a uh, Smartless, a rival podcast of ours, and uh, they were interviewing Al Michaels and Al Michaels. People like hate on Al Michaels. But that voice, man, it's like, yeah, it is synonymous with, you know, with with high and sporting events and i just i it was it was really fascinating hearing him talk and hearing what an influence vin scully was and i guess kirk gowdy was uh one of the first people he called a game with it was just really really good interview um so what i'm telling people is stop your bitching and belly aching and moaning about <laughs> and complaining and enjoy it yeah. just enjoy what we have while we have it and then people don't they're not here forever so enjoy the announcements yeah. have them, and then, you know, accept the new ones. So anyway, yeah. that's my little PSA on that. Uh, one thing I do want to throw in, I didn't know this with all these changes with baseball, and I don't know if, if you knew this, and I don't know if our, our millions and millions of fans know this <laughs> either, but did you know that every 
every team, there's no longer like where you just play one division and interleague play. Every team plays every team this year. This year, this year, every team plays every team. That's yep. freaking awesome. I, love I think it. it's for the anniversary, some sort of anniversary of baseball. And I think, I mean, I think it basically is going to spell an end to the American League and National League very soon. Because I think it probably should at this point. Because I'm like, if we're going to change baseball, let's just change baseball and create new divisions. Let's put the New York teams in one division with the Phillies, with the Red Sox, and maybe the Orioles and stick the nationals in there. I, I I don't know, but I think it's, I think it needs to happen anyways. There's yeah. no reason why we need to be playing the Braves. I, I, I love the folks of Atlanta. I picked up a very nice man today from Atlanta in, in my Uber when I was driving Uber. Oh, did you tell him I live there? Did you ask? I did. I mentioned that you live there. And, um, but, but, we don't need to be playing the Braves. There's no rivalry there. There really isn't. Let the Braves play the Tampa Bay and uh, the Charlotte Knights, if they ever become a team. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Houston. And the Florida Marlins. Yeah. And the, uh, excuse me, my friend, they're the Miami Marlins. Oh, you're right. Sorry. But let them, let them play them. And, and let's play the Red Sox. Let's play the Orioles. Let's play uh, the Mets and the Yankees. And I think that would be a great division. And, 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 you know, baseball, I guess baseball is like uh, professional football still that you have your, your two different conferences, your AFC and your NFC. So, yeah, um, I just think that's awesome. I think it's really cool. I don't mind if they keep the American League and National League still and still have the World Series. I think if you just play each team, like if it's a three game series against the, the A's or whatever, you just play them one time around. It's not a home and home. It shouldn't be. Um, I still like to play the the balance of your games against your division, and then yeah, and they're still going to have their they're still going to do the division games this year. Yeah. I just think there are less of them this right. year. Yeah. So I mean, maybe that just means less Miami Marlins games, which I'm not really opposed to. Right. Right. I think it's cool because it helps you just see other players uh, more regularly, and I think that that's part. And I, you know, again, kudos to baseball for making some changes to modernize the game in an attempt to modernize the game. Um, yeah. I know history is really important to a lot of fans, but this is what I said to my wife when they put lights in Wrigley, you know, all right, like, let's keep yeah. going. Let's keep yeah. going. we got to keep modernizing. So that's what we're doing. Um, quick, real quick, uh, before we get out of here, final four uh, championship game thought, any thoughts on that on either the women's or the men's interesting. Well, the women's got so much. Uh, women's was more interesting than the men's. Right. I mean, uh, a Hurley like win, a, another Hurley wins a NCAA championship. Yeah, man. early in the UConn, the UConn men's team uh, uh, beat San Diego State. It, it wasn't very close of a game. Um, yeah. San Diego State just, made some runs uh, and, and kept it close, but UConn, I think, was they were just the better team and they were the best team in the tournament. And the final four game, I mean, the San Diego State Florida Atlantic game was really interesting. And then I watched the second game with Rich McKinnon, who I sent a shout out. We hung out on Saturday. It was really, really fun. Rich, you are an awesome guy. Uh, Connecticut uh, didn't have any problems with uh, Miami, or it didn't seem like they had any problems with Miami. Right. And then uh, the big upsets in the women's game were, I mean, I guess Iowa beating um, uh, South Carolina, Carolina in the semifinal, and then uh, LSU beat, uh, what is it, uh, Arkansas? Or... I don't know who they beat. But I know they, they beat. Uh, excuse me, they beat Virginia Tech, and then LSU um, beat 
Iowa in this game. And I was talking to someone I picked up today about the whole controversy with the sign. And um, is this something that we're talking about because this is women's basketball? And if this was men's basketball, we wouldn't even be talking about it with the with the the you know the concern that I think her last name is Reese. Uh, yeah. that she, she did the sign um, and, you know, the baggage that comes with that, even though Caitlin Clark talks a lot of trash and, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or you just want to stay away from that entirely. Cause oh no, I, you know, I always have thoughts on it. I yeah. have no problem with it at all, man. You're, you're, I think you hit a great point. If they were men doing this, would we be talking about this? Not like, at all. Not at right. All. So we hold women to a higher, higher uh, bar because they're like it's bullshit and guess well, what well i think it, i think we were expecting in our sexist views that they're ladylike and they shouldn't be doing this and and that's so they're playing sports they want to win like we should right. welcome that that level of of you know hunger and and you know it's not like class but it's not classy when a man does it either so no, it's, it's just not. It's, it's, it's not. just a gesture in sports and guess i have no problem with Reese doing it versus, uh, you know, Caitlin Clark doing it. Like it doesn't, who, so what? She did it to her. Like she did, you know, Caitlin Clark would have done it too. The only thing I have an exception with is, you know, when Joe Biden said, oh, we should invite both both teams to the White House. And then it sounds like Reese said, well, we don't want to come to the White House, but we would we would go to the Obamas. Yeah, that, that, that that's disrespectful. That rubs me the wrong way. I mean, it's like, come on, like, like, I think that just goes a little bit. Biden's too are the president. By the way, did they know that the Bidens were was was vice president for um, Obama? So and there's Obama. It's customary that you don't go to a former president. You, you go right. to the sitting president. That right. There's a lack um, of. Um, yeah, at least she didn't want to go visit the Trump. So that you know. Right, that, right, 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 right. But yeah, I just I I had no issue with her gesture. None none of that. Like, and I I completely agree with a lot of what she said i just you know go visit the white house and it's an honor and people would probably i think you know, jill i think mrs biden her her point of view was you know let's try and make this awkward situation better and do it in the way of sportsmanship and she was basically slapped across the face for having that idea and i yeah. i guess that from her perspective is maybe she's a peacemaker and she wants yeah. to show class and I, I guess that's the problem that I would have when you when you when you make a comment like that is that you're not understanding the the, the gesture. Yeah, and I think Jill probably should have just not said anything. She should have probably oh, okay. stayed out of it. Yeah, because I mean, again, she's inferring that that it was not sportsmanship, and it was it's gamesmanship. That's what it is. It's not sportsmanship. But again, to your point, I don't think the same thing would be said if it were a men's team doing. It this. wouldn't be. It wouldn't be because we would just expected and and, yep. and we've seen it in the past anyways in, yep. in college men's basketball so all right we gotta go we gotta roll um yep. great great show enjoyed being with you man it was a I did enjoy show, being with 45 you. minutes or so it was, i want to wish you and your family a happy passover and obviously i want to wish everyone that doesn't celebrate passover who celebrates easter a wonderful easter on sunday and um a great time of year as the, the weather is getting a little bit nicer. I hope you get a chance to get out and enjoy it. It is a wonderful time of year. We didn't even talk about the Masters or WrestleMania or right. the Eagles draft prospects, but uh, we'll have more on that in the weeks to come. See you on the other side.
I don't hear any music. Now I'm talking to Roth. 